Yo! Welcome to Simply Bitcoin. Today is November 23rd, 2022. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, memetic warfare. We'll be your guide. Your guide through the separation of money and state. Speaking about the separation of money and state, but first, hold on a second. I'm back. Yesterday was a total cluster F. Um, someone literally backed up into my internet box outside of my house. Like... 15 minutes before the show. That's a hell of a coincidence. If it happens again, like, I don't know, man. Um, I guess people don't like what we're saying. Anyways, um, Harvard University, uh, or a member, better said, a better uh, someone who teaches economics, someone part of the, you know, the, the professor or whatnot, he wrote this paper about how countries, specifically countries that are affected by U.S. sanctions should perhaps adopt and start buying Bitcoin. Their central bank should start buying Bitcoin. And I, th I thought that was really fascinating because that's basically what we've been telling you. We've been t we've been making the argument that the fact that the Office of Foreign Asset Control, which is a part of the U.S. government, which is appointed, it's not elected, right? The, tre the U.S. Treasury is, is appointed by the president, um, is getting to pick and choose who is entitled to use money or not. And the problem is that when you weaponize the dollar the way they have, um, that creates a very strong incentive for other countries to find an alternative that can't be censored, seized, and whatnot. And, and, and the problem is that, you know, the alternative prior to Bitcoin, you could have made the argument that it was another fiat currency. You could have made the argument that it was gold, Right. Problem is that now the alternative is Bitcoin, which in fact is better than the US dollar, right? So this weaponization of the currency of the dollar, because the because the dollar is the global reserve currency, might be the undoing. It might be the final nail in the coffin that has incentivized other countries to find alternatives. And I think that's exactly what happened. And I think that's exactly what this Harvard paper. Um, and the coinciding political article makes the argument for, and it's very fascinating. I'm really excited to talk to you about that today. But anyways, before, um, I also want to give a very special shout out to Opti. And the reason I want to give a very special shout out to him is literally yesterday, I put him on the spot to host the show 15 minutes before we went live. Okay. And that is no easy feat. Um, so shout out to you, man. I think you did great. Um, I think the Opti special, this is fine, did great. And I really appreciate you for pulling that off because that was definitely not easy. And I think you handled it like a champ. Oh, well, thank you, Nico. Thank you guys. Uh, you know, Hey, it's just part of what we do over here. The show don't stop. Uh, we, <laughs> what we're going through the gauntlet and Hey, it is what it is. We get better while we go through the flames. And, uh, just to your point, you know, very, very interesting things to be seeing this article come out. It's almost like you can't stop the Bitcoin signal, and we've been right all along. So, hey, you know, again, Bitcoin is vindicated. I hope you guys watched that Eric Kaysan interview last night because it was litty. And again, Bitcoin is vindicated. But the culture, guys, uh, we, dropped a, we dropped an epic article on simplybitcoin.news and it is called the hoarding will continue until morale improves and i'm gonna read some of it because i i couldn't do uh our boy base money tech justice if i didn't read his own words and i think you guys are gonna get jacked up when i read this guys it got me hyped up yesterday morning so you guys are gonna get you guys are gonna have a good show today i know for a fact you guys are gonna leave this one real excited and pumped up Hell yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do some justice for everybody tuning in and, uh, let's start the show everybody. And I got a, I got an interesting video for you guys during the numbers that I, I think some of y'all will appreciate. Let's check it out. The Bitcoin numbers brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. That's right, everybody. Stop trusting other people, man. Bad things happen when you trust other people with your money. It's just basic human nature, dude. Like, you're looking at a pile of cash. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, it requires a, a whole lot of integrity for not for you not to do something bad with that. And there's only a few amount of people around this world that have that level of integrity. So instead of relying on other people, trusting other people, right, which is exactly what you're doing if you're not running your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's, take that personal responsibility, learn how to run your own node. And if, if, if you don't want to build one yourself, you can always buy one. And of course, the one that we suggest is our sponsor's model. So definitely go check them out. They're awesome. Anyways, the Bitcoin price at the time of recording is 16350 Sats per dollar, 6,117. Block height is 764,432. Reachable Bitcoin nodes, we're at 15,472. Blocks to the halving, we're at 75,568. Having estimate, we're at April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, we're at 5,079 Bitcoin, which is roughly 83 million US dollars. And realize monetary inflation, we're taking the U.S. dollar to absolute school. Once again, we're at 1.77%. And of course, uh, the market capitalization of Bitcoin still tiny, tiny in the grand scheme of things. Of course, we're sitting at $314 billion. I have a very interesting video for you guys, um, and Opti and I are going to react to it. It is Kanye West and you know one of these crazy... You know, they call themselves the elites uh, from, you know, from Davos and um, talking about what I believe, you know, governments want the future of money to be. Um, and that future of money is something that I describe every time I say Bitcoin or slavery. And when I say Bitcoin, obviously, I mean freedom. And when I say slavery, obviously, I mean central bank digital currencies and the power that's going to give a few bureaucratic elites to get to pick and choose what you can't say, what you can do, what type of eat, what type of meat you eat, or what type of meat you don't eat, what type of car you drive. Um, and I don't think anyone deserves that type of power. And I think Bitcoiners fundamentally believe that. But anyways, let's check out this video and then we'll talk about it. It's really interesting. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. I went from being a multi-billionaire to not being able to use my Apple Pay. Four nights ago, I couldn't use my Apple Pay because somehow Adidas was able to legally go in and freeze my money. And when I see this, I think, well, if this could happen to me, this could happen to other Americans. And for what? You know, this can happen to an American that didn't even steal anything, that didn't even hurt anyone. This could just happen to you for saying the wrong idea out loud, for expressing yourself. Oh, man. Oh, man. The first part is the guy saying the quiet part out loud. And, 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 the, and Eric Kasson said this yesterday perfectly. Evil. You're dealing with evil. You're dealing with people that don't have the ability to self-reflect what is the fact, what it is in fact they are advocating for, which is absolutely terrifying. The guy said that with such enthusiasm. We get to see what you're doing. We get to see what you're spending. We get to see what you spent. Carbon footprint, baby. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I bet you that guy flies on a private jet anywhere he wants to go. That's number one. Number two, look, a Voltaire quote, I think, is perfectly and perfectly fitting to this. I might not agree what you have to say, but I will die for your right to say it. Um, something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and I think that perfectly agrees with Kanye. I, I, I don't fundamentally agree with a lot of the things that Kanye said. I think a lot of them were really, in fact, anti-Semitic and racist. And I don't think that there's any place for that. Um, but... I still don't think it's right for Pete for him to get deplatformed, for him to um, you know, not be allowed to use money or just to be canceled the way he was. And remember, guys, at the end of the day, Bitcoin functions a very similar way, right? You you do have to be okay with your enemies using Bitcoin. That's why they call Bitcoin the money of enemies, right? Um, so you know, that's the world ahead of us if it wasn't for Bitcoin. That, that, that's literally where technology is going. And that technology is going to enable governments to control their populace, um, the likes of which 
has never seen been seen before in human history. Uh, we're kind of getting a sneak peek of that in China. Um, PayPal, right, with their terms of service, where they sneaked them in. Then when they got the public lash la backlash, they kind of took a step back, right? Um, yeah, these people want to use money to control you. They want to use money to basically force you to behave a certain way. And what is that but not slavery? What is that but not slavery? And and that's why that's why I say and I say it proudly and I and I really mean it. It's not hyperbolic. There's things that we say on the show that perhaps you can make an argument that they are maybe hyperbolic, but Bitcoin or slavery is not one of them. It's not. And it's very clear that that is the future that they want for you. They want to get to decide if you could buy meat, if you could drive to a certain place, if you could say certain things. And the other alternative is Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't care where you're born, what your color is, where you're from. It just is, and it just works. So eventually you're going to have to pick what you want for your life, not only for your life, but for your family. And it's going to be a very important decision. Um, and it's going to be a very consequential decision. And um, makes a whole lot of sense why Kanye is wearing a Satoshi hat, doesn't it? Right? Uh, because when you take people's alternatives away, human beings are very naturally, they're resistant and they're adaptable and they find alternatives. The unfortunate part for governments, though, we're going to get to this during when we cover the Harvard section, is when people find this alternative, they ain't going back, bro. <laughs> it's a one-way street. A Andreas Antonopoulos made this amazing video essay or lecture um, a couple years ago, and it was a big influence of me on how I got orange-pilled. And... Uh, this lecture is called The Golden Cage of Banking, and I really suggest you guys check it out. And uh, basically, just to kind of summarize it, they built themselves a cage, and they thought that this moat was bulletproof, and they thought that this moat was going to protect them from competition. But this moat that they've built themselves through regulation, KYC, AML, all that good stuff, is going to be the inevitable downfall. They built themselves the cage on which they themselves are drowning in. And people are finding a way to escape out of that cage. And they're like, it's really nice out here. Why do I want to go back in there? And they're angry as fuck saying, no, you got to come back in here. You got to come back in here. But now we got a key. And that key's Bitcoin. And I think the more totalitarian these crazy motherfuckers get, the more people will open their eyes to the reality. And I think that's exactly what's happening. That's why... That's why Kanye is wearing a Satoshi shirt. That's why inevitably he will be talking about Bitcoin. That's why inevitably the whole world will be talking about Bitcoin. Because these psychopaths can't help themselves but to try to control you. And Bitcoin is your protection from that. So that's what I got to say. Opti, what about you, bro? Hold on, hold on. Well, first and foremost... Uh, that first video you put on, man, I think we've been saying it for a long time on the show that they are saying the quiet parts out loud, guys. They want to completely control you. I know I know. when Nico first started on his journey of saying Bitcoin is slavery, people were, were thinking that we were being hyperbolic. But the more you go down that rabbit hole and the more you understand things and the more you put the dots together, it is very obvious that these megalomaniacs want to control every aspect of your life. And they're not even ashamed about it. Like they're, they're, they're not even trying to hide this fact anymore. They're just like straight up, you know, on the front news, just saying like, yes, we want to control every aspect of your life. Uh, you know, trust us. We are the experts. Put this in your body. Put this, you know, make sure you're transacting on this network so that we can shut you off so that you can't save, so that you can't build a future for you and your family. And, you know, like we're the good guys here. It, it kind of reminds me of what Eric Kaysom was saying last night in the interview. He's like, 
how are Bitcoiners, how are we the bad guys when all we really want to do is saving a money that isn't debased? And we're we're being looked at like freaking criminals, like we are crazy. It's like there's just one simple thing we want to do, and it's make sure that we take back our money. And to the point, you know, that that yay is talking about, you know, yay, Bitcoin fixes this. I, I really hope that you come around and you start pushing Bitcoin once you understand exactly what Bitcoin is and, and what this peaceful revolution will do for humanity and will do for for the people out there. And and like you said, man, Bitcoin is a neutral money. Uh, it's a it's a money for enemies. Say what you want about what what Ye said, what what maybe he believes, but I fundamentally believe that everyone in the world should be able to transact on a neutral network, a net network that isn't controlled by a small cabal of people that can tell you who you can't send your money to, and furthermore, be coerced to use a money that steals from you. Like this is why we are Bitcoiners, and I really loved how Ye put it in that video, like. If this could happen to a billionaire, like this could happen to an average person, and and that should be absolutely terrifying for all us average Bitcoiners out there, you know, the Bitcoin plebs. It's like, guys, I know we have opted out of the system and we are Bitcoiners now, but man, the majority of people out there, you know, as, as they that they're saying in the chat, you know, like the sheeple out there about to get wrecked because they don't understand that if they have the wrong thought, they can completely get cut off the system. And this is why we are Bitcoiners. And, and I really love how you added, Nico. It's like once you exit the fiat system, you you've exited the matrix and there's no going back like i i am convinced that i will be a bitcoiner forever i will stack sats for the rest of my life i will make sure that my my family and everyone that comes after me will be bitcoiners through and through because the fiat system is designed to steal from you it's designed to control you and it's designed to keep you in this orwellian dystopian hellhole that they want for you and want for all of us like it's literally bitcoiner slavery and you can't convince me otherwise. And this is why we are Bitcoiners. And this is why we come here every single day to counter all the legacy media propaganda because people still don't know that Bitcoin is the solution. So this is how the Bitcoin message will get out there. It will get out there through the culture slowly but surely. But you guys are a part of that. You are on the front lines. Continue to spread the Bitcoin message and the tools that people need to take Bitcoin into self-custody. Self-custody is the revolution. Amen to that. Self custody is the revolution. Anyways, guys, let's get to the news. Very a lot of a lot of interesting stuff to unpack. Let's do it. The Daily News. Brought to you by Bitbox 2 Bitcoin only edition, a hardware wallet by Shift Crypto, crypto like cryptography. It's secure, it's open source, and it's so easy your mom can set it up. Self custody is the revolution, and the Bitbox makes it simple. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Order a BitBox today. Guys, you want to take advantage of the BitBox Black Friday sale. It's going on from Tuesday to Monday 28th. You can get a uh, you can get a BitBox, a steel wallet, three backup cards, five tamper evident bags. Price for all of that is uh, is around 190 to 195 US dollars. That's a 21% discount. You definitely want to take advantage of that. Take self-custody. It is the revolution. But anyways, moving on to today's news. Uh, I thought this was BS, but I'm going to connect the dots, guys, because that's what we do on Simply Bitcoin. We connect the dots. Um, so uh, let's check it out. Uh, Tornado Cash developer Alex uh, Alexi Persev uh, to remain in jail until at least late February. Let's check out some of the more of the details. Alex Perset has been ordered to stay in jail until February 20th after a Netherlands court found the Tornado Cash developer represented a flight risk. He has been held in detention since August, days after the U.S. Treasury used sanction powers against the Tornado Cash Tornado Protocol, which is said has been used to launder over a billion dollars worth of cryptocurrencies and support North Korean hackers. The hearing saw the Dutch public prosecutor announce money laundering charges for the first time. The prosecutor has said little more about the case than a press release, but now accused Persef of facilitating the processing of dirty money by writing the Tornado Cash code. You hear that? You hear that? Because you're going to hear a lot, whole lot more of that. The prosecutor accused an open source developer of facilitating the processing of dirty money by writing code. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are in the movie. Anyways, moving on. 
This Coindesk article hits the nail on the head. The OFAC backtracks, but tornado cash sanctions already set a terrifying precedent. I think they're absolutely right. It goes on to say the U.S. Treasury Department provided some clarity on tornado cash sanctions. Of course, they had to walk it back. The federal agency used uh, agency updated FAQs to say that interacting with open source code itself is not illegal. However, this came with a caveat. This interaction is only legal as long as it does not include a prohibited transaction. It further explained the copying the protocol's code, publishing the code, and even visiting an archived version of the Tornado Cash website are still allowed. Similarly, U.S. persons will, would not be prohibited by U.S. sanction regulations from visiting the Internet archives for the Tornado Cash historical website, nor would they be prohibited from visiting the Tornado Cash website if, again, it becomes active on the Internet, right? They're trying to save face. They're trying to walk it back because they know themselves that this is illegal and there's been a precedent sent and it was pre it was actually sent in the 90s um trying to find it here oh anyways um let's check out yep here it is coinbase lawsuit claims the sanctions themselves are a violation of the first amendment which they totally are which establishes the right of free speech in the landmark case of 1996 bernstein versus the department of justice it was established that computer code could be considered speech and the right to free speech is protected by the u.s constitution right because code is just what is it it's just speech the, the issue here the fundamental issue here is that code for the first time is threatening the root of government power, which is having the monopoly on the issuance of money. And that's why they're doing this. And when they sanction Tornado Cash, and I know it's a shitcoin protocol, but don't get distracted by that. That's, that's why they picked that. Um, they're letting everybody know we are still in power here. We're, we get to decide what money you can use and what money you can't use. And what they're really demonizing is they're demonizing privacy. And you can't have freedom without privacy. You just can't have it, right? So this is the fight. This is the separation of money and say, this is what we tell you. This is literally the first thing that we tell you in the show. We'll be your guide through the separation of money and say, you are living through it, my friend. This is it. You're witnessing it. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, because this is old news, okay, is because this motherfucker, excuse my language, SBF, is still in his penthouse free in the Bahamas. So we have an open source developer and Ross, I might add, that is rotting in jail for life. And this guy who stole billions of dollars, he had a Ponzi scheme is roaming free in his $40 million penthouse in the Bahamas. And, and you're asking yourself, like, why is that? Like, Nico, like, why? That doesn't make sense. Like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, what are you talking about? And it's because this motherfucker donated to the right political parties. That's why. In fact, he just donated to politicians in the first place. There's an, an article from, headline from Axios, quote, Bankman Freed. It's funny. Bankman fried, uh, spent millions on, on certain political parties campaigns now, but you have to dig deeper because it's not just that, right? Let's see if he's actually threatening the power establishment, right? And this is an article that I, that I found on CryptoSlate.com. It says banks and Bankman fried proposes standard for sanctions. What? That's weird. Right. And it goes on to say, and I think this is the smoking gun. To check against illicit financing, SBF proposes that the industry adopts block list and not allow list models. With block lists, all individuals could trade freely unless sanctioned for bad behavior, whereas in allow list, the transaction door is only open to a select few. SBF argued that a block list model is more effective as it allows for transactions to flow seamlessly without prohibiting illegal transactions when detected. If a user's address is unlawfully sanctioned, SBF suggests that the Office of Foreign Asset Control, literally by name, should provide an option to cure the address. So, hold on a second. The Ponzi scammer that stole billions of dollars from individuals 
but donated to political parties is free in his $40 million penthouse. And coincidentally, of course, just coincidence, he was for more sanctions and blacklisting. He's free, right? But the open source developer that was an advocate for privacy, he's in fucking jail without bail. That's the world we live in today. Do you think that's right, Anon? Are you okay with that? Because that's what they want for you. Anyways, silver lining here is, though, is unfortunately when, unfortunately for them, not for us, um, but when you sanction something, uh, people tend to look for an alternative, right? It's just the fucking reality of it. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what this Harvard professor, Matthew Ferranti, proposed. To quote uh, an abstract from his paper that was released uh, November 17th, and we're going to keep referring to this paper. Um, it says central banks may shift their international reserve holdings in order to protect themselves against anti against the risk of financial sanctions by fiat reserve currency issuers. For example, from 2016 to 2021, countries facing a higher risk of U.S. sanctions increased the gold share of their reserves more than the countries facing a lower risk of U.S. sanctions. And you want to know why? the sanctions against Russia were a failure. Russia was building up their gold reserves prior to the invasion of Ukraine. The paper explores the potential for Bitcoin to serve as an alternative hedging asset. I describe a dynamic Banzian Kapula model to simulate the joint returns of Bitcoin and other reserve assets under a wide range of plausible sanction probabilities. Assuming main variance preferences, a modest risk of sanctions significantly increase optimal gold and Bitcoin allocations. If a central bank cannot acquire sufficient physical gold to hedge its sanction risks, the optimal, the optimal Bitcoin shares rise further, suggesting that gold and Bitcoin are imperfect substitutes. I conclude that sanction risks may diminish the appeal of U.S. treasuries, propel broader diversification in central bank reserves, and bolster the long-run fundamental value of both cryptocurrency and gold. And to just translate that, because of the sanctions, because of the censorship, it's going to increase the value of viable alternatives. We know the limitations of gold. It's hard to send. It's heavy. Try sending a billion dollars worth of gold. You're going to have to pay a security guard. You're going to put that on a ship, on a, on a, on a, on, you know, on a truck. You're going to have to pay for the security. It's heavy as fuck. Now try sending billions, trillions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like pennies on the dollar, bro. Very different alternative. And the issue, and I, I think I was telling Opti this off air, like before we started talking, I mean, before we went live, is that once you push people outside of that golden cage, they ain't coming back. <laughs> That's a one-way street, right? Um, here's this amazing political article. It gets more into the details. It says, Harvard paper to central banks buy Bitcoin. Uh, it goes on to say Bitcoin was invented to circumvent the world's central banks. So the idea that those banks would start buying Bitcoin in bulk ranks somewhere from counterintuitive to far fetched. But after Western governments froze Russia's foreign asset, uh, foreign exchange reserves earlier this year, speculation mounted that some central banks would acquire cryptocurrency as a form of insurance against financial blockades from the U.S. and its allies. It's not a speculation anymore. Iran and Russia have already made the announcement that they're going to use Bitcoin and shitcoins, but we know that only Bitcoin can provide true financial sovereignty to facilitate international trade. Why? Because obviously they can't use the U.S. dollar. Um, moving on. It goes on to say, a new working paper on the subject by Matthew Ferrante, which we read you the a fifth-year PhD candidate in Harvard's economics department and advisor of Ken Rogoff, a former economic economist at the IMF and Federal Reserve Board of Governors, who is now a Harvard professor, has caused a minor splash. In it, Ferranti argues that it makes sense for many central banks to hold a small amount of Bitcoin under normal circumstances, and much more Bitcoin if they face sanction risks, though his analysis finds gold is a more useful sanctions hedge. I disagree. Anyways, we over we overuse sanctions. It's going to come back to bite us because people are not going to want to use dollars. But the contribution 
completion of my papers to put a number on that and say, okay, how big is uh, how big of a deal is that really? How much should we be concerned about it? Rather than hedging sanctions risk with Bitcoin, shouldn't governments just avoid doing bad things? Goes on to say, if the only thing that could get you sanctioned, for example, was to invade another country, then most countries, as long as they don't plan to invade their neighbors, probably don't need to care about all this. And so my research becomes less relevant. But if it's kind of nebulous thing, that might make countries pause and think, how reliable is the U.S.? And I think that's a big question, right? Is how it like the U.S. government does have a good track record, right? Remember Iraq weapons of mass destruction? Like how'd that end up? <laughs> Libya, remember that? Um, anyways, goes on to say, uh, if you were advising the Treasury Department on its sanction policy, what would you tell them? I think the decision to freeze a country's reserves is so consequential it would have to be made by the president. Goes on to say, what would you tell the president? Try to put concreteness on the nebulousness of how we apply sanctions. And that is the fundamental problem, right? Is someone has the power, right? And that's a very, that's, that, that's a lot of power. To get to pick and decide what countries are able to use dollars and what countries are not able to use dollars, that individual is going to abuse that power like crazy, right? Um, so I don't think, and I think Bitcoiners fundamentally understand that. I think Bitcoiners understand that no one deserves that type of godlike power. But now, even in academia, Right, which is you know historically has been against Bitcoin, is even starting to notice the obvious. Which, by the way, the things that he said, we've been telling you for months now. If you've been subbed to this channel, is that the U.S. sanction policy is not with Bitcoin? Number two, the more that they issue these sanctions, it's going to force countries and individuals to find alternatives. Now, the problem that they have is that once people find those alternatives and those alternatives are better than the dollar in the first place, people are just never going to go back to the dollar, period. And the Demic paper isn't quite there yet. They're in the bargaining phase. They're in the, um, we just need better sanction policy. Whereas in Bitcoiners are just like, if you have that power, you're going to abuse it the solution here is to remove that power completely in the first place. And so that everyone doesn't have that power, right? Money rules without rulers, right? Bit that's Bitcoin. Um, so it's really interesting. And basically Harvard say, listen, central banks, specifically in countries that are affected by U S government policies, if you don't buy Bitcoin, you're going to go broke dudes. Um, and I think that's just another indication. And if you add that with uh, BlackRock showing interest in Bitcoin, if you add that with Nayib Bukele, El Salvador, countries making Bitcoin legal tender, countries putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet, of course, you know, public companies like Michael Saylor, MicroStrategy, Tesla. Uh, dude, this is nuts. What do you think we're going to be in five years? Remember, Bitcoin basically didn't exist 10 years ago. And the fact that we're here... Harvard is writing a paper that's saying, listen, central banks, if you don't buy Bitcoin, you're going to be in a very vulnerable position. Dude, we've come a very long way. And uh, this is what happens. This is the inevitable conclusion of weaponizing a currency for your own political gain and having the naivety to think that other human beings are not going to try to find an alternative. The problem is that the moment that they find and taste that that fruit, that fruit of censorship resistant, that fruit of a cap supply, motherfucker, they ain't going back, period. They're never going back to that shit coin, which is what they call the U.S. dollar. And unfortunately, the U.S. and including U.S. citizens, which I am myself, they benefit tremendously from being the world reserve currency. But the government has abused that power for their own political gain. And unfortunately, what it looks like is it's going to be their undoing now that there is a viable alternative and more importantly, a much better alternative. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts on all this, bro? 
Well, Nico Jones, go off, King. Let's go. Coming back with a vengeance. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I, I missed that Tornado Cash walk back. So absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, the backlash from everyone on social media does make a difference. Continue to call out the bullshit. Continue to mean them to death. We have the truth on our side. And they can't handle the truth. But it's truly an injustice that the Tornado Cash dev is still in jail. And, you know, FBF is running wild on Bahamas. Uh, you know, it must be nice having friends in high places is all I can say. But to that whole sanction article and the, and, and what you've been saying, we've been saying on this show for, for, I don't know, forever that sanctions don't work and that they truly just hurt the people in the countries that they're in. But I think this is just further proof that we are in the first innings of the privacy war and they do not want you to transact freely hence what we were talking about in the numbers segment and just to that harvard article you can't stop the signal and i really like that this harvard phd candidate uh is advised by his professor who's an ex-imf and fed reserve board uh governor or what whatever his official title was so like i think this is further proof that there is hope for the academics out there. You know, I know they're not fully there yet, but the more we get papers like this, the more we get into the academic uh, arena and we have papers that continue to come out, uh, the, the academics out there or the, you know, the authorities, the, the tyrannical freaking high level parasites and monetary demons, they can't just keep digging their head in the sand like they they there will be proof there will be the articles there will be the receipts to show them that bitcoin is the superior financial solution and you know they will either have to adopt it or they will be left behind and so i think this is just the beginning of more people waking up again i've said it in the past a lot that we are just now crossing that rubicon into the mainstream consciousness and this is part of that process not only is it going to go in the culture but the academics out there will have to in full faith try to compare the two systems and understand that bitcoin really is the superior asset superior monetary network and if they don't want to get left behind they will have to adopt it like gunpowder like safedine almost says so we say it all the time you know bitcoin even though it is an opt-in network, like we have no other option. It is Bitcoin or slavery. It is Bitcoin or being poor for the rest of humanity because the fiat system is designed to steal from you. And they want to, they want you to be controlled. They want you to be able to get cut off from the network. But hey, there's, uh, you know, there's this little thing called Bitcoin that they just can't control and it has thrown a wrench into their plan. So it's beautiful to see this signal pop up because as Bitcoiners, I think we've been saying this for a long time. But again, I am the in-house tinfoil hat wearer, and a lot of my friends on Twitter were saying, you know what? I don't know if this is the best thing because we want the central bankers to adopt Bitcoin last. So <laughs> while the signal is getting out there, you know Bitcoiners are still going to dunk on it and be like, yeah, I don't know if this is the best idea. But again, Bitcoin is for enemies, and, and everyone will soon enough adopt Bitcoin, even the people that we dislike and so if they still have a brain left if they're not complete psychopaths they probably already own bitcoin so this is just a this is just a matter of the course and, and i'm sure we will continue to see more articles and more academics come out and say what we've been saying forever that bitcoin fixes this it's just a game theory like it's just it's incredibly exactly. obvious um and look like they're pointing out something that we we, we told you guys months ago Right. Is that like if you force the hand of countries, of individuals, they will find an alternative. And, and the reason that they're playing with fire is that the alternative is better than the current solution. Right. So it's like you're just incentivizing people to opt out and they don't have an incentive to opt back in. Right. And, you know, it's just it, it, it was just a matter of time before someone noticed this. And this is exactly what this Harvard paper represents, you know? So very interesting. Anyways, let's get to the culture. Let's do it. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, guys. 
Like I said in the beginning, I'm going to read an article that our boy Base Money Tech dropped on our Substack, simplybitcoin.news. If you haven't gone and checked that out, go over there. We are dropping all kinds of Bitcoin signal. And like I said in the beginning, and I think I said this yesterday as well, when I read this, I, I just got so hyped up that I knew I had to read part of this for you guys. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the words themselves are so powerful that I'm just going to get into the monologue. And you guys, I know you guys are going to love this and it's going to follow up perfectly with what we just said in the news segment. So for those in the spaces, for those listening on audio, I am reading the article. The hoarding continues until morale improves. So there is a great sickness in the world that permeates all of life but nearly all are unaware of it the great sickness can't be seen or heard it has no taste or smell and it can't be touched this great sickness is much like the air you breathe all around you and necessary to keep you alive yet something you've never give even a moment's thought then one day you see it and you can't stop seeing it everywhere you hear it you taste it you smell it and you touch it everywhere and you shout as loud as you can look there do you not see it too and your friends and your family look, but they do not see. And then eventually you find people like you scattered across the planet, screaming at the wind, asking if anyone sees it. And you scream back, yes, brother, I too see it. And you look deeper and you see tens of thousands just like you, making it their life's work to show the entire world the air they bring them, killing us all. Of all people in the world, Bitcoiners care about money the most, not in the form of greed, but in the form of love, a love greater than a romantic love, a love for humanity. Eric Kaysan, shouts out to Eric Kaysan. And Bitcoin is the cure. The money printers have left us with one option, play in their perpetual casino gulag. Imagine their shock when they find out their lust for control was what ultimately destroyed their control. We are but atoms of carbon, and the harder they squeezed us, the more diamond-like we became, cutting through their ties that bound us. They squeeze too hard. There are now too many of us that have become diamond, cutting through anything and everything, through all the lies and all the deceit. We are now an unstoppable force, a force they've created and unleashed into this world. We are the intransigent minority with one guiding mission, one North Star, one certainty in this life to see that their ability to bind people to their yoke is forever annihilated. We are here to see that their memory is left only in our history books as a warning to future generations about how they created us and how we filled the world with liberty, freedom, and justice for all mankind forever. In the crucible of the casino gulag, a new creature was born, one with an insatiable, undying need to burn the gulag to the ground forever. I am that creature, and there are many more like me. We work in your restaurants and serve you your food. We work in your gas stations and pump your gas. We work in your hotels and make your beds. We work in lines and we fly you around. We work in your offices and prepare your tax returns. We work in your sports arenas and play your sports. We work in your schools and teach your children. We work in your hospitals and perform your heart surgeries. We work in your factories and build your phones. We are here, we are everywhere. We earn our slave money and we siphon it into the hardest, fairest, most just and most equitable monetary network that mankind will ever build. We don't do it for fame, we don't do it for glory, we do it to obliterate the casino gulag that you have trapped us inside every slave can we push into the network is a brick in your gulag that we pulverize into dust and we will not stop until every brick is crushed into oblivion you have already lost you just don't know it yet we will never stop buying and earning bitcoin we will never stop holding bitcoin you've created a force that you have zero control over you have built your undoing and there's no force in the universe that can stop this process that has been set in motion the lower the price of bitcoin goes the more of it that us unbreakable monsters get to gobble up and strengthen our resolve to annihilate your petty, short-sighted, insufferable idiocy. We were born in the darkness of your fiat hell, and we will hold in our heart and our minds the light of the world. We are the truth and the light and the way. We serve the God of humility through strength and honor. We are an undying, immortal source of eternal light. We cannot be stopped with laws or regulations or prisons or jail cells. Our strength comes from our eternal will that is unbreakable. Our resolve is unshakable. You can kill us, but you can't kill the idea we spread across the planet. Our code will forever run and our keys will forever be buried in our minds, untouchable from your megalomania, protected in the pristine gardens of our collective free will. Let's fucking go. Anyways, guys, just to sum up this, you guys. 
guys need to read the whole paper because it's it's a heater and there's a lot of sauce in there but to end this portion out there really is nothing like this technology that comes anywhere close to competing you are dealing with the collective will of the most courageous, the most disenfranchised, the most greedy, the most humble, the most technically savvy, and the most righteous humans that have ever walked the earth together. These men and women of all walks of life, of all nations, of all religions are working concert to sharpen each other. The incentive alignment of Bitcoin is the equivalent of a collapsing neutron star into a black hole. There is no escape. The singularity has occurred on January 3rd, 2009, and there is absolutely nobody that can do anything about it at this point. Bitcoin does not care about your opinions or your politics or your sexual preferences or your climate concerns. Bitcoin will simply eat up all monetary premiums on the planet and when it has finished its appetizers of monetary premiums by the conclusion of its startup phase around 2140 it will move on to its main course squeezing humanity for every ounce of innovation it can muster as people seek to further their prosperity and reach for the stars you are not prepared for bitcoin you have no idea how short you are some of us however have an inkling of the future, and for this reason alone, we continue to hoard the corn like complete psychopaths until morale improves. Join us if you dare. Let's fucking go. Absolutely killed it, Zach. I love this kind of energy. I read this yesterday, and I, was, I knew I had to cover this. I knew I just had to read it because this is why we do what we do. I say it all the time. Once you know why you hodl, the hodl becomes easy. Most Bitcoiners are not in it for the monetary gains. We're here to separate money from state. We're here to take back our life and our money from the monetary demons, the high-level parasites, because they have robbed the world of so much and Bitcoiners will bring that back. And all you have to do is stay humble, stack sats, take your Bitcoin into self-custody, provide value, build your skills, and continue to repeat this process and tell people that Bitcoin is here and all they need to do is opt into that system because the world will never be the same after January 3rd, 2009. Shouts out to our boy, Base Money Tech. Absolutely love this article. I put the, the link in the, in the description, guys. Go read the whole thing so that you guys can get the full sauce and get the full, the full feeling of what he said. But, bro, absolutely killed it. I love this type of energy. This is, the, this is why we, we print this stuff on simplybitcoin.news because this is that militant positivity that Bitcoin will win. You guys are the frontline soldiers. Continue to spread Bitcoin. Do what you can. Add Bitcoin on top of it. And we are the unstoppable force that is Bitcoin. Absolutely amazing. Love this piece. Go check it out in full. And man, I'm Oof. fired up just reading it, Nico. I'm fired up, bro. Go, bro. The the Awu sound effects, uh, guys. If you want more written version of Simply Bitcoin, pure signal, unfiltered signal, go check out Simply Bitcoin unfiltered. Go to www.simplybitcoin.news. It's absolutely free. You just you just got to put in your email. It'll send you all the new articles. Our writers are awesome. Shout out Zach, Rustin, Paul, Winekiss, slaying it. Um, dude, that was inspirational, bro. That was that was like holy crap. Um, and and if you add that with what we talked about in the news, it's almost fitting that this is the day that we talk about it because this is the energy of why we do what we do. And you know, you covered the news thoroughly, and then we just get like, dude, it's like poetic. This is like the declaration of of Bitcoin independence, of monetary kind of independence. Exactly, like that's the energy. Hell yeah, the the, the energy here is strong. But only, guys, if you take Bitcoin into self-custody, run your own node, ideally. Number one important thing is take Bitcoin into self-custody. Ideally, you should be running your own node. Stop trusting someone else's copy of the blockchain. And remember, guys, don't stop believing. Hodl to that feeling. Amen to that. Anyways, all right, Opti, let's get to the fucking meme review. That got me so hyped, man. Let's do it. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. Kaboom. 
Kaboom. <laughs> it was got funny. Me on saying that all the time now. Dude, it was funny because, so I have to tell you guys the backstory, and I know you guys will appreciate this. Uh, we were at the mining conference. Shout out to Scott. And uh, Tucson was there. We, we got to spend time with him. We went, we bowl with him. He's the spin master. He spins a bowling ball like nobody else. And, um, dude, he came on the show, and we were just talking about Kaboom Racks. And I, I just got addicted to it. And Opti got, I was using Opti's uh, audio interface and you can make your voice very deep. And I just liked the sound of it in my headphones. So I was like, kaboom racks, kaboom racks over and over again. So that's where it comes from. But it is a really good name. I'm going to try to, hold on. I'm going to make my voice deep and say it. Kaboom racks. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, Opti, what memes do you have for us today, bro? <laughs> All right, guys. You already know it's the meme review. Tweets are the bullets and memes are the artillery. You are on the front lines. You are a frontline soldier for Bitcoin. There is no marketing team for Bitcoin. That is upon you, the individual that has taken it upon himself to spread the Bitcoin signal. So continue to spread that signal. And uh, Nico, this first one, I thought that was actually absolutely hilarious. So as you guys, as oh, you know, Nico, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this isn't the meme. This isn't the meme. You aren't the meme yet. Uh, but you guys can see someone backed into Nico's internet cables and, and here is the, the ran over internet cables. But shouts out to Rave Elevator because he did this meme. Oh. Nico's alphabet boys reversing oh. into the internet, sabotaging oh. the show. Absolutely amazing. Good job, bro. Love Are we it. there in the movie? Like, is, is that is that where we're <laughs> I at? I think so, but I, I oh, still love, hey, I still love to double down. All right. Anyways, this next one, guys, we continue to cover the fact that nation states around the world and banks around the world, central bankers and their ilk, continue to talk about releasing CBDCs. So I don't think this is a original Corn DeLorean tweet or a meme, but still, nonetheless, this is a message that we will continue to push. And this is a Simpsons meme. Goes, Several nations are suddenly talking about launching CBDCs. Maybe I should be concerned. This is about more government control in the face of looming global financial crisis. No, the conspiracy theorists are wrong. This is about protecting my privacy and freedom in the digital age. Yeah, hold on. Bruh. <laughs> That's what I got to say for anyone out there. All right, this next one shouts out to our boy Psychedelic Alberto. And uh, he did a little, he did a beautiful player iteration on uh what what's her name again from uh theranos or theranos whatever she just got arrested and we got s uh sbf on top of it visionary billionaire fraud the bankman out for leverage in crypto amazing amazing if you know you know what this is this next one shouts out to mitchell hoddle and he goes, the Mount Rushmore of shitcoin scammers. And we got SPF, we got Vitalik, we got Doquan, and we got Mashinsky. Yes, guys, uh, you know, it'll only be a matter of time until that Ethereum blows up in everyone's faces. But we already know what happened to the other three, and the Reaper is coming. This next one, shouts out to NVK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, deterministic optimism. Nico mentions it all the time. Love the handle, and he goes, "It's but bro, all about perspective." It's a great fucking handle. It's like it, handle. it's it's so much deeper than 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 you can imagine, right? Like the the hope that is provided by a deflationary currency versus an inflationary currency, and I think that handle just like perfectly summarizes everything that I just said in two words. Anyways. This is why I'm optimist fields, because the fields are more optimistic once they're orange on the Bitcoin standard. Anyways, uh, this looks like a Lena Cichet meme, but it's uh, Sats card, one of NVK's companies and products. And we got the dollar. It's on a, you know, a perpetual slide downhill, losing value. And then he looks back at a Bitcoiner because it looks like he's higher than we are right now because the Bitcoin price is in a bear market. He goes, told you it's a bubble only to later be shut down when number will go up it's only a matter of time guys continue to stack continue to stay humble number will go up this next one shouts out the btc therapist i i really love this venn diagram he goes bitcoin is for everyone i think this is a, a way deeper meme than than most people would realize so we got uh we got three circles in this venn diagram and we have one of them being the middle class one of them being the poor and one being the rich and then so the middle class to the poor uh overlay in the venn diagram goes needs savings technology the poor and the rich overlap goes needs property rights the rich and the middle class need sound investments 
And Bitcoin is what the what's the saying? The Ikagi in the middle. Bitcoin is the way and the truth and the light, guys. Continue to stack sad. And this next one, guys, this this may be more of a ooh, ooh, we got an applause here. This next one may be more of a numbers portion of the show but nonetheless this is the meme for the day shouts out to bam the mexican and he goes in just seven days plebs have stacked close to 119,000 bitcoin directly to their own wallets this amount of conviction has never been seen before that's actually his handle on the chart <laughs> yeah yeah I, I didn't just make that up i didn't just make that up <laughs> i had to double check so in the last week <laughs> you said that was like uh, Hopti, what the, the fuck bitcoin bro Latinos out there yeah, shout out to the bitcoin Latinos. hey, hey in, simply in bitcoin week, hey simply bitcoin is a latino only show bro we're just run by latinos yes, oh no but we got rustin we, go. we got rustin we got rustin we got yeah we got two-thirds latino people. Two thirds <laughs> All right. In the last week, wallets containing 0.01 to 10 Bitcoin stacked on average 17,000 Bitcoin daily, guys. Keep scooping up them sats. Continue to stack them sats. Continue to take that Bitcoin into self-custody. This is the revolution. They cannot stop it once your Bitcoin is in cold storage under keys that you own and control. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's who it was. It was the SBF Elizabeth Holmes meme for those listening on the audio blanking live, but I, I should have known that one. Anyways, anyways, my meme review score. Oh, before I say it, drop your meme review score in the chat so we can cover it, so we can, you know, add you guys and all the fun. Again, I am doubling down on my Bitcoin, Pacific Bitcoin trading cards, and I got this influencers, and it is Friedrich Hayek. So this is a solid one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Really like that one. It looks really nice. I'm going to give it... That's a really good one. I'm going to give it some high noon sunsips. <laughs> um, yesterday was a shit show. Um, and um, I don't have an interview this afternoon, so I'm very hyped. Very Nico's happy. <laughs> Nico's happy. Um so yeah, that's what I'm gonna give it. Uh, but we do want to know uh, what you guys give the meme score. Also, I'm very excited for uh, tomorrow because um, we have Beauty on. Coming. Uh, let's go! I am so hyped for that. We had two one Bitcoin. On one. Let's go! Yeah, we had Eric Koss on and Beauty on the same like week, and I'm just so absolutely pumped for that. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's read some of these scores. But first, epic music. Opti, Opti's coffee, how he likes it. Chrissy's in disbelief <laughs> says score coffee with extra, extra. Come on, bro. Thick cream. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Igor, I give those memes Nico's internet cables. Okay, fair enough. I get it. Um, be, be aware and focus. Meme score, C monologue. 420 scoreboard displaying 21 million 3v3 everything. Divided All right, by next everything. One. Divided by, Divided everything. by everything. Thank you, Abdi. Thank you, Abdi. All right, next one. Um, I score those memes an energy drink on an empty <laughs> stomach. Okay. <laughs> Except this isn't an energy This isn't an energy drink. I had steak for breakfast. It was delicious. Shout out, Sophie. Okay. I think he's talking any, about himself, Nico. Any rug. Any rug. Oh. Oh. I, I can't. Do you like? Do you like energy drinks more than coffee? No, I am a I am a coffee maxi. Any rug says I give them a tequila shot to cheers Nico's high noon. <laughs> Let's go. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go. Um, guardian healer, I get. If you knew the shit that I went through the last day, uh, a guardian healer says I give the memes some nails so people can nail down their rugs before the next time. Okay, Oof. very nice, very Oof. nice, very nice. Okay, next one. We got Salomon Ultra. I give those memes the contact details of the weed dealer Satoshi used back in 2008. <laughs> Is that true? That's awesome if it's true. Okay, Justin Dead says, I give the memes the SBF sex tape on VHS. VHS, remember that? <laughs> All right, we are out of time. Okay, that's great. You guys bring the hot, hot meme scores every single day. We appreciate that. Guys, if you want your meme featured on the show the best way to do it is to join our telegram chat telegram group it's absolutely free you got to go to www.t.me slash 
the Simply Bitcoin channel. You can also tag us on Twitter. If you have a meme, you want it reviewed, just tag the Simply Bitcoin handle at Simply Bitcoin TV. And if you want to communicate directly to me and Opti and ask us whatever you want, um, you just join the Telegram group and you can tag us. It's awesome. It's completely free. Anyways, uh, Opti, we got a software website today. Oh, yeah. We got a website. We got a website. All right. Let's do it. Website it is. Websites. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid by CypherSafe. And now check out their new Bitcoin art, the Bitcoin Rulux Triangle, only on CypherSafe.io. All right, All right guys. Have? This, one, this one's a very special one. Uh, World of Rusty reached out to me personally, and he said, Mean Fact, he would forever be indebted to me. So obviously I got to take him upon that. And uh, they are auctioning off the first uh, prototype yellow plush toy, one of a kind. If you are, uh, you know, a memer on Twitter and you want a plush yellow doll, a toy, a stuffed animal, check out. The Meme Factory auction over here on plebeian.market. I put the link in the description. You got three days, eight hours, 48 minutes, and 20-something seconds to walk away with the prototype of this yellow. And this is so that they can release more into the future. So next year, it seems like they are going to release these, uh, you know, on, on tap so that anyone can get a plush yellow toy doll. Uh, I will definitely get one once you guys release this. So shouts out to you guys over that meme factory. Shouts out to World of Rusty. I hope this helps. I hope someone walks away. Some some real yellow meme factory DJ is going to walk away with the prototype of a stuffed animal yellow. <laughs> I can't fucking wait for that stuffed animal, dude. I am so hyped. I've had yellow living with me for the last six months. He's eating all my food. Um, and uh, he's the reason yeah. why the internet broke. Is that it? Was it yellow? I think it was yellow. <laughs> How's this? The Diogenes is great. That sounds a he lot was like just a physical mad. yellow NFT to me. <laughs> oh, a physical yellow, a physical NFT, also known as art. Um, also known as art. <laughs> anyways guys uh make sure to join our audio early or if you're like on the go and you don't have video did i freeze opti yes yeah, I did. a little bit there we go you're back um so if you are on the go and you don't have time to watch the video you can always listen to the audio version of this show um all you got to go to is go to anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast and if you're a big believer in the value for value economy uh, join us on Fountain where you could stream us sats. And every Friday, um, Opti is going to take a screenshot of the of the uh, donations or the sats that were streamed to us during the week, and we're going to read out the messages. So we really appreciate all the donations. We appreciate you guys. You guys are what keeps us on the air, and we love you all, man. We really appreciate that. Also, I want to give a very special shout-out to our clothing sponsor, they're fucking awesome. RepresentLTD.com. Opti's wearing the decentralized corpse. I'm wearing the newly minted Simply Bitcoin merch. Check it out. It has a fucking tank on the back. It's dope. It's dope as fuck. And do it there's, again. Do it again. Do, it, do again. it again. Do it again. All right. There's, there's a tank. There's a fucking tank. And it's limited edition, too, that, that when once the drop runs out, it's over. It's done. Right. So get your Simply Bitcoin merch today. You got to go to representltd.com. Just search Simply Bitcoin in the search bar. Also, you can go on our Twitter and you can find the merch. Um, and you can take advantage of the promo code Simply Bitcoin. Get 10% discount. Anything off the store, not only Simply Bitcoin merch. Definitely go check it out. It's dope. It's a limited drop, guys. It's like the 21 million. This is a cap supply of Simply Bitcoin merch. Anyways, guys, we love you all. We appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays to all. We will be live streaming. We don't stop. We're like the honey badger. Uh, so we will be back. Uh, we apologize for the internet mishaps of yesterday. It was completely out of my own hands. It was either a three-letter agency or a yellow backing up into my internet. I have no idea. Maybe he's pissed off. I kicked him out of my house finally. 
Um, I have no idea. Anyways, we love you all. If you appreciate, um, if you appreciate us, we really appreciate, uh, you know, just drop the like, consider subscribing if you think we provided you value. And of course, the number one thing you could do to do to help this channel, in fact, help the movement share all Bitcoin content, just get it out there, orange bill your friends, teach them how to take self custody, uh, teach them how to run their own node. It's not hard. You could just buy a auto. It's easy. It's easy as a easy as AF. And of course, the show continues a live show. Um, Opti will be hosting it until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our friends over so on Bitcoin, best place to stack stats by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. And of course, the legendary one and only producer, Jacob. We love you all. And we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin.